Welcome to That Florida Podcast, and on this week's show, we're going to talk about Daytona Beach. So, without further ado, David, how are you doing, sir? Morning, I'm very well, thank you. Zero degrees here today, so, and I can see you've got your hat and your, your, woolly, your woolly hoodie on or whatever. So, for those people that are in Florida and listening, um, I know that some of you, I've got some friends over there that were saying it was quite chilly and they had to go and buy a coat at Disney Springs because it was 22 degrees. Uh, 22 degrees for us Brits is shorts and vest weather, tank top. So, uh, yeah, chilly here. I've not been to Daytona Beach. I've done Clearwater. I've done done St. Petersburg and I've done that Gold Coast and I love doing that as a multi-part holiday and doing it for the sort of second part of the break so you go crazy in Disney and then you relax on the beach so I'm really interested to hear the kind of things that we're going to be talking about today yeah well I've done Daytona Beach but it was so long ago it was 20 I think 28 years since I've been to Daytona so really I'm not I'm not the best person to speak to but luckily enough I managed to interview Joe Taylor so without further ado, let's hear what Joe thinks of Daytona Beach. And welcome to the show. Joe is a good friend of mine from the podcast Simple Joe on iTunes and everywhere else where he speaks every day to practice podcasting. Is that right, Joe? It is. It is. I started the podcast, I think I'm at actually 280 days in a row. I have not missed a day. And I started the podcast way back 280 days ago to just practice podcasting and just to get on the mic every single day, talking to the microphone, improvisationally, talk, talk about the weather, just talk about mundane things. But it, it's kind of turned into a thing, Kevin. It's, it's turned into a, a real, uh, real passion. I love doing it. It's fun. Yeah. Occasionally somebody from the UK corrects you on your pronunciation. You can you can pretty much you can pretty much guarantee once a week or once every two weeks, old, my UK correspondent Kevin Curtis Allen will will chime in with a correction or with a detail or something like that. You know, Kevin, you did teach me something very interesting. If somebody laid a thousand dollars on the table up until two days ago, if somebody would have laid a thousand dollars on the table and said, "Does the UK use kilometers or miles?" I would have bet them a thousand dollars. They use kilometers. I told you, we're fickle people. Yeah. Yeah, everything everything on the cars is metric, apart from the speedos. Expect for the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the speed uh, and the... Road signs. The, uh, All the road signs are uh, still doing miles. Yep. Right? Miles per hour. Miles per hour and the distance is done. So if you're going from one destination to another, it will be signposted in miles rather than in kilometers. So is miles per hour throughout the... Throughout the UK, throughout the UK, no, throughout the UK, really? yeah, including um, including Northern Ireland. Now, I'm, I I don't know about Southern Ireland. To be fair, they are, I imagine, in in kilometres. Definitely here in the UK, we we still use miles. That's so funny. Interesting, That's isn't so it? <laughs> it is. It is very cool. Yeah. So I brought Joe on to talk about a destination myself and David are going to cover which is Daytona Beach. Now, I understand, Joe, you uh, take your whole family there. Yeah, the last time we were there was this past August. Uh, we're here, we're talking to you in 2021 right now. I don't know when the when the show is going to air, but we were there in August of 2021. Uh, it was me, my uh, 
my grandkids, my three daughters, their husbands, my wife and my in-laws. We all went down to, uh, we, we all went down to Daytona beach for a week and just with something we do every year, uh, every Christmas, every Christmas we vote on a destination. That's kind of my Christmas present to the family. And we vote on a destination and year we say mountains or mountains or the beach and they always choose choose the beach so we were there this past august it's a great time i i really i really love daytona for a couple reasons number one it's it's a beautiful beach i think it's a beautiful beach but also it holds just a lot of family memories when you make the connection to to memories beauty the beach you just it gives me the warm and fuzzies memories are better than stuff I believe. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere before. Memories are better than stuff. Yeah. So you would you normally stay in a hotel or are you renting a villa? Yeah, we stay at a at a at a condominium down there called the Sunglow. The condominium is called the Sunglow, and we've we've probably been there six or seven times. The Sunglow. It's right next to the Sunglow Pier, world famous Sunglow Pier, right on Daytona Beach. The Sunglow Pier is probably best known for. Crabby Joe's, the restaurant. So our our condo is literally within walking distance. It's the very it's the condo very next to uh, Sunglow Pier. So Crabby Joe's is is right there on Sunglow Pier, and we just uh, basically go there for the beach and the seafood and stuff like that. Then Joe, yeah, yeah, we're right on. Like you said, we're right on the beach, and uh, being right on the beach, it's you, you walk straight down to the beach. And the thing about Daytona Beach, it's the only beach in the world, I believe that cars drive on so they have a they have a part of the beach set aside that cars can drive up and down and you have to set up your stuff either in front of it in front of that drive driving part or or behind that and then they close that down at, at the tide so the cars don't get swept away right <laughs> and, and so but it's 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 a really nice beach we used to go to panama city beach every year but it's it's been such a long time then we switched over to daytona beach and Gosh, we we just love it. the The nice thing about about Daytona Beach is if you haven't been to Daytona Beach in in ten years, go back. Let, let's give it fifteen twenty years. If you haven't been to Daytona Beach in the past fifteen twenty years, go back. It's beautiful, extremely clean, extremely well kept. Uh, there's there's there are lots of lifeguards and beach patrol and just a really family atmosphere now. It's just I don't think it was that way years ago. But boy, if you've not gone to Daytona Beach in the past 15, 20 years, go back. I, I almost promise that you'll love it. Yeah, I said in a preamble before we started the interview that I'd been to Daytona Beach, I think maybe for an overnight stay or one day. And that was on our honeymoon. And we've been married 28 years now. So, yeah, it was a long time ago. I can't remember much about it. I went down really to see the Daytona racetrack. So did you go to, Kevin, did you go to the racetrack? Did you actually go to the race? <laughs> Yeah, we went to the racetrack, but there was nothing on the week we were there. But there was a, right. I think they they still have the um cars driving up the the the, the beachfront, the uh like the old classic cars. I think yeah, we went they, for that beautiful old American cars. Gotcha, kind of classic cars. Yeah, I think yeah. that was what we went for because I remember we didn't get back to Orlando until something like three or four in the morning or something like that because mm-hmm. it's a what hour and a half also hour and a half two hours from orlando yeah a lot of times uh my we we usually fly straight into daytona airport some of my family will fly into uh sanford airport sanford yeah and and some will will fly into uh orlando airport yeah because you've got you've got mco 
and then you've got uh, Samford, which is closer to Daytona, isn't it? And then, of course, on the other side, you've got airport close to Tampa Bay, yeah, on the other side. Right. Yeah, well, somewhere else we'll be looking at covering in coming episodes. So when we go on vacation, Kevin, we're, we're not, we are not itinerant vacationers. It's a lot of people, if they'll go to like Disney World or a, a real destination place, they'll have every day filled with something. We're going here at this time. We're going there at this time. We're eating dinner at this time. When we go on vacation, we have a few more key things that we do, and we can talk about those things if you want, but we have a few more key things that we do. But other than that, it's get up, have breakfast, go down to the beach, hang out, eat when you're hungry, just a nice, relaxing time. Half my family likes the pool. Half my family likes the beach. I like both. I have a thing that I do when I go down to Daytona Beach is I'll I always stop at the local Walmart there and I'll buy a full-size shovel and I'll dig myself a, a hole, a big old hole right, and dig, right on the, on the sand, in the sand and create a lounge chair and create a lounge chair. You sit in the hole and but my kids have always said, dad's digging, dad's digging his hole. We love Daytona Beach. We're exploring here is what we call in the UK a two-center holiday. So perhaps you'd have a week or two at uh, Disney World and Universal in Orlando and have a week out at Daytona Beach. Some people have done it in the past where it's been Miami. They go down to Miami for the beach and all down to the Keys. Again, destinations we'll be looking at. But it's to split the stay. If you're going all that that distance from the UK, you usually go in two weeks or maybe even three. We usually go around 21 days when we come over to Florida. It's It's easy for us to do a week. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's probably 15 hour drive, which really isn't bad. I mean, we, it's nothing for me to drive 15 hours. We'll usually, we'll usually drive from Cincinnati at, I'll I'll leave at seven o'clock at night and drive all night while my family sleeps in the car. This is the way we did it when they were kids. By the time they wake up and they're rousing, we're probably in Florida and on, on the way to about a couple hours outside of Daytona. So it's not a, it's not a far, it's about a two and a half hour, two hour flight. It's nothing that's just go down for a week. I don't, we've never done two weeks. Well, you say about a 15 hour drive. I can get to Scotland from where I am in the UK in about six, and I'm as far south as you can get without being French, <laughs> which is becoming yeah. my catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. United States is a big place, isn't it? Yeah. When you talk about 15-hour drive, we'd be Germany. Well, yeah, we we, we could get down to Italy in, in, in 24. Yeah. You know, quite easily. And I have done towing. Uh, uh, what you would call an RV or a trailer. Yeah, so you cover a few miles to get there. And that yeah, would, definitely. so what, to a 15-hour drive and then a 15-hour drive back, see, that doesn't sound like a holiday to me, Joe. That sounds like work. It's so funny. It's so funny because a lot of people say that. And, and for years, that was my favorite part of the vacation. I'm not kidding you. I just, I love to get in the, in the car to drive, have the kids in the back seat. This All my kids are grown and my wife and I are empty nesters now. Uh, all of our kids are grown, but the kids would be in the back seat and they'd be sleeping. My wife would be sleeping just a peaceful time, make her way down through Ohio to Kentucky to Tennessee, down through the long, down through the long part of Georgia and right into Florida. So we, I, I love doing it. I love the drive, but we fly now. We, we fly. We'll, we'll, I'll probably make one or two more drives just for nostalgia. Yeah. So what's the flight? A couple of hours? About two hours. Yeah. It's about two hours. Uh, CVG is the airport here in Cincinnati, and we fly right into the Daytona airport. 
See, one of my uh, one of my bucket list things is to hire an RV and drive across, fly into Orlando, do Disney for a week, and then drive over to California in an RV. That's what I would like to do. But the wife Disneyland not keen. in California. Yeah, that. Well, that's that, the, that, cool. that was that's the the thing. You know, when I retire, when I retire, cool. maybe. <laughs> what fun that would be. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about some of the places we? Yeah. Go come on. Some of the places we do. Yes. Yeah. Give us some details because, like I say, me and David, we can find out hotels and prices, but you've been your boots on the ground. Yeah, we, like I said, we usually stay—not usually, always—stay at the Sunglow Resort, uh, right there next to Sunglow Pier. It's actually in in a in a town outside of Daytona. So, Daytona, you have you have Daytona Beach Shores, you have Daytona Beach, and I think you have Ormond Beach. I think that's that's the next one up. And that's all part of Volusia County there in Florida. By the way, Volusia County is the shark bite capital of the world. And New Smyrna Beach, the way it's the way it's set up is New Smyrna Beach is the is in Volusia County and it's the shark bite capital of the world. Volusia County. More people are bitten by sharks there than any other part of the world. If you're if you've ever seen the movie Jaws, take go watch Jaws and then go down to uh go down to Daytona Beach. <laughs> That'll be funny. So well, the, we have a couple favorite restaurants when we go down there. We go to Krabby Joe's. And the reason we go to Krabby Joe's is a couple of reasons. Number one, it's kind of a, it's not an outdoor, outdoor restaurant per se, but it's a breezeway restaurant. So it's on the pier. They usually have the windows open and it's a breeze. So you have the ocean breeze kind of coming through, but you have a shelter over your head. Uh, we love, we love Krabby Joe's. It's within walking distance. Krabby Joe's has a has a has a single one meal that is a huge hamburger. It's like four or five patties with French fries and onion rings and all kinds of stuff. It stacks probably, I would say, I I might say it stacks a foot high, and uh, it's twenty five thirty dollars. And if you can eat the whole thing, get a free T shirt. I've never done it, but. I've seen a lot of people give it a shot. I've never seen anybody actually actually complete it because you have to complete the whole. We usually and they have they have ice cream there, but Krabby Joe's the restaurant. So nice is is it's right there on the beach. It's within walking distance of our resort. They have really good food. If you're going if if you're going there to eat healthy, don't bother. It's all fried food, burgers and beef, fish, and there might they might sneak a salad in there, but boy is it good. Krabby Joe's is where we eat most often. There's also a place that that we go to called Hidden Treasure Rum Bar and Grill, and we have a we have a real connection to Hidden Bre- Hidden Treasure Rum Bar and Grill. We have a real connection to Daytona. But three years ago, my daughter was married at Daytona Beach, uh, so very we, cool. We flew the family down. She actually this was a last minute this was a last minute decision that she made. She had planned the the wedding here in Cincinnati in January, and she called. She called me up one day and she said, dad, I'm sick of planning this wedding. Can we just get married when we go on vacation in Daytona? And I said, you bet. And so we turned everything around. It went from a wedding of 250 people to 25, <laughs> 250 people at a, some place, some wedding place, some down to 25 people on the beach. And it was gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. So we go to two, we go to Hidden Treasure Rum Bar and Grill, and we usually go there right before we go on a catamaran. So that's that's like I said, we have a few more key things that we do. We eat at Krabby Joe's a few times while we're there, and we 
we rent a catamaran for three hours while we're there called Fun Cat Sailing. If you're in Daytona Beach, go to Fun Cat Sailing. Ask for Penny. Penny, like the, like the Penny. Fun Cat Sailing. It is just a blast. An absolute blast. They take you out into the ocean. They, they, they raise the sails and you see dolphins. Uh, they feed you all the, all the wine and beer that you could, you could handle cheese and fruit. And it's just a, a beautiful time. Fun cat sailing. Just, we, we love the place. We love the people, the captains and the captain's assistants, whatever they call them, the crewmen are just a blast. It's a blast. Yeah, you should check out fun cat sailing. So usually what we'll do is we will go to, we'll go to hidden treasure rum bar and grill. And we'll eat a, we'll eat dinner there. My, my oldest daughter introduced me to a drink called a rum runner, a rum runner. Okay. And uh, she introduced it to me at my daughter's reception. Cause that's where we had my daughter's reception at uh, my middle daughter's reception at this, uh, at this hidden treasure rum bar and grill. My oldest daughter knew that I was uh had some anxiety about the whole thing. And she gave me a run runner. She stay and try this. And wow. I fell in love with the with the hidden treasure rum runner and I didn't go back. <laughs> it's just a it's just a beautiful thing that hidden treasure rum runner. So we usually eat dinner there and then we and then we walk right over to Fun Cat Sailing and we get on the boat and head out for a 3 hour sunset cruise and it is just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. If you go to that that would, that's a really nice evening evening Kevin to go from uh Hidden Treasure Rum Bar and Grill walk right over to fun cat sailing and wow what a nice time what a nice time it is are you um into photography at all uh joe because that's one of the things i like to do is a i like to set up a a sunset with with a, a camera if you're talking about going out on a sailing boat to do a a, a sunset record like that it's, it's so funny that you bring up photography i love photography i love photography and i, I take pictures as much as i can I shoot with a Canon 7D, which is an old kind of an old style prosumer camera. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's, it's digital. Of course, it's not mirrorless. It's the model's probably a good 10 years old, if not more, but it works wonderful. And my big thing is I'm an early riser as it is, even on vacation, Kevin, even on vacation. And I love and understand that Daytona, uh, Daytona is uh, on the, on the East coast of Florida. All right. So we see the sunrise. We see the, now you can of course see the sunset once you get out there, but the big, the, the marquee of the day is the sunrise. So I always get up early in the morning, early in the morning and take some beautiful sunrise pictures. And I've got some gorgeous ones. I've got some gorgeous sunrise pictures right there with the, with the pier in the background. And the, sometimes if you, if you get it, the, the keto sunrise or sunset picture is to get there right get there before the sun rises and catch all those colors as the sun's coming up. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. We didn't know that about each other. I, I, uh, yeah, I, big... I like to do time lapses is, is my big thing. I was at animal kingdom lodge two years ago and I did a time lapse. I actually bought my, I do a bit of wildlife stuff over here and I've got some wildlife traps, you know, the trap cameras. And I actually set those up on the balcony and they do a time lapse did time lapse of them feeding the animals i did time lapse of of the sun going over and setting behind the lodge it was beautiful really stunning because you get those nice bright orangey 
glows. Unfortunately, it, it's set behind the um, lodge, but even so, it was stunning. We've seen some some striking purples and blues and oranges uh, that I've that I've been able to capture of the sunrise in Daytona. Uh, just just gorgeous. Never time lapse. I never thought about that. But man, if you make if you get a chance to make your way over to Daytona Beach next time when you're you're in Florida and you get there early in the morning, watch the weather. See how overcast the the oceans uh, it's going to be out there in the ocean. Capture capture a good sunrise over over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, it's gorgeous, man. It is just, it can be breathtaking. And it, I do it every single morning. I, for the past five times we've been to Daytona Beach, I've not missed a morning of getting up and watching the, the sunrise uh, over the ocean. I just love it. What about for you in a, um, a, a rocket launch from there? Would you see it well? Or I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing you would. I'm, I'm not, I've never been there during a rocket launch. Gosh, I can't. What's the, what's the local place there? close by yeah and that nasa's just at a road isn't it i can't think of it nasa yeah yeah but but it's it's uh i can't remember is it cape canaveral cape canaveral yeah cape, i've, cape I've canaveral. done that with my my eldest son in 2012 and that's a superb thing but we got shunted and actually we we booked a, a day trip there we went and a couple of weeks before we left the uk i got an email saying that um they'd rescheduled a, a launch because they'd rescheduled the launch day, we obviously it's, it's invitees only on the launch day, so um, we got bumped. But they bumped us up. They uh, gave us a free meal with an astronaut, so you, oh. you go down, you know, just you and about hundred and fifty people. <laughs> so yeah, it's not not very intimate, close, but it was interesting because right? we my son got an opportunity to ask questions. It was very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Never something else again, David. You're taking notes. We'll um. We'll have to uh, cover upcoming podcast episode. I think definitely. We we've never been there for a rocket launch, so we've never seen it. But uh, it, it would be something that I would love to see personally. If you travel up the way to to New, New Smyrna, Wilbur by the Sea is a little town there, and there's all kinds of little little towns there that all are all considered the Daytona Beach area. There's a place called Ponce Inlet, and there's a big lighthouse there, and you, you, it's a real historic place. And that's where that's where Fun Cat Sailing is and, and Hidden Treasures there in Pouncing Up. But go to the lighthouse while you're there as well, because it's it's very historic. It's you can walk all the way up, all the way up to the lighthouse and overlook it and, and see the overlook. It's just a beautiful place. Yeah, go to there's a there's a little science center there too that we've been to a couple of times where they have marine animals and so forth. If you have kids with you, you can take them to the marine and see the marine animals there. It's a science center. I don't, I think because of COVID, it was closed the last time we were there, but that's a neat place too. There's a lot to do right there. Just the, the, the Daytona area that it's all within a 10 minute drive, easily within a 10 minute drive. And I'm assuming you could rent sort of uh, small, other small boats and stuff like that on the beach, like market, most beach resorts, like we do over here in the UK. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But some of that, some of that commercial stuff, they've, I, I think they have, they limit that to certain areas. Yeah. They really want to try to keep the beach as family yeah. friendly and, and open as, as possible. Yeah. We rent uh, kayaks here. I would not go down to the beach to Salax Cafe on Shanklin down here in, on the Island. They have rentals of kayaks and pedalos and things like that, but you're only allowed in between certain boys. If you go to the other side of those boys, they come out on a jet ski and 
told to move back within the two boys. So basically you're just going up and down the beach between these two boys. And obviously if you, if you're on, on a kayak, you can cover a bit of ground or water. So yeah, yeah. It's similar here. If you like the fish, uh, again, I've, I've talked about the sun globe here a lot, but also there's crabby Joe's there's crabby Joe's right there on sun globe here, but right beyond crabby Joe's on the pier is, there's a, there's a whole fishing area. And if you like the fish, that's a great place to fish. I've never walked, I've never fished there, but here's what I do know is I've probably walked across that, that pier a hundred times. I'm not kidding you. And I've never, I don't think I've ever walked across that pier when somebody wasn't about to catch a fish, just done catching a fish or reeling, reeling one in. Uh, it really is a great place to fish. If you like fishing, Sun Globe, Sun Globe Pier is, is great for fishing as well. So you got a lot, like I said, you got a lot in that, in that small little Daytona, Daytona area, Volusia County area. It's really, it's a neat place. We, uh, we also go to the Daytona Boardwalk, which has all the classic restaurants that you would expect. Uh, what you, not, not Crabby Joe's, that's the, that's the restaurant. Joe's Crab Shack is there and Bubba Gump Shrimp is there and a lot of ice cream places are there. Uh, a night, it's just a nice place to walk. There's a lot going on down there at the at the Daytona Boardwalk as well. So on the boardwalk, do you have uh, rides or anything like that like we were doing in the UK? Yep, yep. Yeah, you so certainly you... have rides. You have the. In fact, they were closed. They were this time that we went. But I have a promise from my son-in-law that when we go back next time, that we will do the slingshot. You know what the slingshot is, right? Yeah, there's a big one in Orlando. Yeah, they put you on, they put you inside this ball and they, and they, they release you and you go flying through the air. There are some, there's some really funny YouTube videos of people on a slingshot. Uh, But I got a promise from my son-in-law the next time we go down, he and I will do the slingshot together because I'm, I'm an amusement ride junkie. There, there's nothing, there's nothing that I won't ride. There's nothing that I won't try. There's nothing that I won't do at an amusement park. I, I love roller close. I love roller coasters and going around in circles and going up and down hills and going fast and being scared. And I just, I love all of that. Yeah. I'm quite a roller coaster man. I, yeah, I quite enjoy SeaWorld for that very reason. Cause they've got some nice, good roller coasters there. Mako, I haven't been on yet, but Mako is supposed to be pretty impressive. I went on Mantle was the last big one I went on there. And I just had an all-you-can-eat breakfast. wasn't the, wasn't the best idea. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have a local amusement park here, which, by the way, interestingly enough, was ranked the number two amusement park in the nation in the United States, Kings Island. So I'm a Kings Island season pass holder, and we always go to Kings Island and take the grandkids there, and my wife and I go, and we take the family, and uh, I love roller coasters. I love all of all of that stuff, but. That's a little departure from Daytona Beach. Yeah. You've not lived until you've been to Robin Hill on the Isle of Wight. I mean, you've not seen a theme park until you've been there. Well, I'm, I might have to, I might have to come, come have dinner with you, Kevin Curtis Allen, you know, but the, the, there's, there's a lot to do at Daytona Beach, but there's nothing like the beach itself, man. This is the idea. We, we're giving our listeners an option for their second week or their a few days after they've spent, they've they've absolutely wore themselves out at the theme parks in Orlando and the surrounding area, and then there's uh, a few days at the beach. 
if you're wore out from Disney World or Orlando or Universal Studios or whatever you've done down there, Daytona Beach is a great place to go because it's only about an hour and a half away or two hours away, I guess, right? Is that what we... we yeah, I reckon it's about two hours from Orlando. Yeah. But then so, that, yeah, that just depends on how fast you drive. That's what always makes me smile when people <laughs> say, oh, it's two hours away. Yeah, but I drive at 90. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why don't you say yeah, it's do. 100 miles away? I do know what you Or 80 mean. miles away. But that is what a lot of Brits will do. They'll come and go to the beach after for a week or so, or, you know, three or four days just to relax. What's the water like? Is it is it warm over there? Because it's, it's on the Atlantic. Yeah, it's on the Atlantic, though, isn't it? That's where it's, really warm. it's warm for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's warm when we've gone, uh, because we usually go towards the end of the season in August. We've been there as late as October. Uh, we, in fact, yeah, three years ago we were there for Halloween. We went to we went to you Walt went, Disney World. You went Halloween. to Disney World and met um a gentleman uh, called Kurt. Kurt Stone, I believe, from yeah, Geeking on Walt Disney Kurt. World. I do remember <laughs> that. I remember the audio from that particular um excursion. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Wow, we both know Kurt very well. Yeah, it, it, I call him Connecticut Kurt on my show. <laughs> oh, he's the Podfather on mine. I have, to, I have to give him a name check every episode when I'm on a podcast or I'm in trouble. He'll get mad at you, right, if you don't yeah. mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> so we we spend a lot of time at the beach, and uh, every morning we'll walk up and down the beach. And it's not a, One thing you won't get on Daytona Beach are shells. A lot of people come to Daytona Beach, and they'll, they'll think, well, we're going to go on the beach and collect shells. You're not going to get many, many shells on Daytona Beach. It's just they... They they get broken up or some good things there. So we've got to check out um, Hidden Treasures Rum Bar. Then one day I'm going to have to uh, see if I can get out there and try that. That sounds good. I quite like a rum based drink myself. Yeah. Yep. Um, Fun Cat Sailings. I'll have a look. See if I can find a website. I'm sure they'll have a website. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks thanks very much for that, Joe. And uh, we'll get back to Dave in a minute and see if he can find us some pricing. Certainly. Cheers, my friend. Thanks a lot for that. Right. Thanks for that, Joe. Some great information there. I won't pretend that David heard all that interview because (laughs) I was supposed to send him the audio and I forgot. So, Joe, Joe, thanks a lot, my friend. Joe talked about a rum bar and Joe talked about fun cat sailing. Now, I think if you took a shot every time he mentioned rum or fun cat sailing... (laughs) <laughs> or Crabby Joe's, as he called it, I think you'd be very drunk indeed. I have got some, I've done a little bit of research myself. Fun Cat Sailing, for instance, that Joe talked about. He goes on a sunset sailing, and that comes in for a three-hour trip around between 50 and $60, and I'm assuming that's plus tax. Now, that they also do a two-hour uh, sailing, which is called Swim and Sail. And that comes in at around $40. So not not a bad price, I don't think, for that. I've also done a little bit of research and fallen into a hole of Daytona International Speedway. Now, for us Brits, Speedway is something you do on a motorbike, round an oval. This is, mm. you think racetrack, this is the American Oval. They're doing a 24-hour event, funnily enough, in Jan- end of January, end of this month. They're pricing for... A racetrack is really competitive in comparison to, say, going to Silverstone for an F1 race or MotoGP. 
you can get the whole weekend over there for $118. That's a four-day ticket for $118. Over here, you wouldn't get a day ticket for that on free practice. So that's something to look at. I mean, I, I did fall down the hole of watching a video for nearly two hours with that. So, <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's a crazy good price. But again, not something I've done, but I've seen them on the telly. And anybody that's watched the Disney film Cars, you'll see they're based around the sort of NASCAR, Daytona, long events. And, and it's a full-on event with people on their trucks, with the trailer backs down and deck chairs. Um, it looks an amazing event. And the price, yeah, I mean, if that's $25 a day, that's less than 20 pounds a day crazy cheap yeah it's gone on my to-do list the wife's frowned a little bit when i've suggested it but it's gone on my to-do list it's not not going to be on mine (laughs) (laughs) and the other thing that is more more beachy i found a site called daytona lagoon water park now i thought i thought at first that's very cheap it's 25 dollars. but at the moment their water park is closed but they have an amusement park with go-karts and an all-day ticket for that is $25. And I think David managed to find some pricing for it when the water park is open. Yeah, absolutely. So these are prices that are just straight from a Google search. But you're looking at $35, $45 um, for the prices I can see. It doesn't say whether it's 22 prices or 21 prices. Kids about 5 or $10 cheaper. So if you estimate around $40 a head, that'll get you in and that'll get you into the amusement park and the water park and everything else. So again a great way to spend a day and certainly not disney prices of 110 dollars per person per day yeah something similar is like fun spot on iDrive, but i just saw a um, vlog on that and the prices is about that per ride of their big slingshot and stuff like that so it's quite a good bargain so there are three things that i managed to to find crabby joe's as uh joe mentioned several times i found a menu for that and we were just discussing that before we started recording if you look at the prices of crabby joe's in comparison to the sort of prices of some of the restaurants we're going to be going to you're looking at getting a pound of crab for twenty dollars i mean (laughs) i mean it's amazing that that, that there's certain meals here that are five and six dollars it the pricing is is completely different to the pricing at disney obviously and it looks like an amazing bargain and i did say to david put some of the calorie counts at the side which can be a little bit frightening yeah i think anything that's deep fried anything that's covered in butter when you're just having the the seafood or the fish themselves they're going to be fine but hey we're on holiday we treat ourselves combine that with a run along the beach at sunset and then you can you can you can run off your crab legs or your deep fried shrimp or whatever you've had there's some interesting <laughs> cocktails here as well, around 12, 10, 10 to $12 for a cocktail. And I'm imagining they're reasonably strong, looking at what's in them. Yeah, I've, I've seen people struggle with Long Island iced tea, because I did before, because I always thought it was a little bit like a nice cup of cold tea. But actually, it's normally got four shots of spirit in it, at least. So Long Island iced tea is, is the one, is, is my go-to to relax me, or my go-to to watch other people when they're on their third and see them try and get off their stool <laughs> yeah i just thought that was interesting that the pricing's really really competitive so you could have a nice few days down at the beach a few cocktails some good food and a little bit of amusement to keep you entertained before you fly back to the uk 
yeah, it's it, it's it's certainly say two centre break something I really enjoyed when I first started going out there. Uh, do Disney or so in a week and think of a week on the beach and watch the sunset from your hotel room with a glass of bubbles. What could be nicer after the craziness of Disney? So you've done some research into some pricing, then, David, and we've picked a couple of hotels that we're fairly familiar with haven't we absolutely so so let, let's let's talk about pricing as before i've done a school holiday in uh, easter i've done may and i've done october if you're traveling with kids or are not used to heat uh, as before avoid 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 july and august the temperatures are going to be crazy they're going to be in the the high 30s mid 40s the humidity is going to be you literally walk outside and you'll be soaked immediately so if you're not a person that likes the heat or the sun or you've got youngsters with you probably even up to sort of 10 12 13 14 years old avoid those dates so i've picked two hotels uh, these are prices that i've got from virgin and as ever the health and safety warning prices are valid we're doing this on the morning of sunday the 9th and there's always variations on pricing so picked two hotels both on daytona beach both looking out over the sea first one is the hyatt place daytona beach which is oceanfront this is a three and a half star stroke four star hotel both hotels have got a four and a half uh, TripAdvisor rating and I always rate TripAdvisor but as I've said before to people go and have a look at the comments if you see a hotel full of fives uh, uh, but you also see people are complaining about stuff just be a little bit nervous about that. Higher Place Daytona Beach, beachfront location, oceanfront pool and hot tub, complimentary breakfast and all the rooms have got a balcony so that's one that we'll look at and then the second one we're going to look at is we're going to go up a little bit in quality and scale and price. Uh, this is a four to five star hotel, it's the Hard Rock Daytona Beach, similar kind of thing on the oceanfront, there's a weekend brunch, rooms have got 50 inch HD TVs and both really really good hotels. So let's talk about the pricing and I'm going to split this into, first of all, two adults and then we'll do the family. And what's really interesting, and we've had this before, is if you go on school holidays, you are going to be caned for the pricing. So we're two adults. We're doing London Heathrow to Orlando, direct flights. Your transfer time from Orlando to Daytona Beach is about an hour. So plenty of time to to relax and not too long to get too stuck in the car if you're looking at staying in april which is school holidays you're going to be looking at nearly five thousand pounds for the two adults if you go in may it goes down to three and a half thousand and then if you go in october which is the early part of half term it's two thousand six hundred but here's a little bit of advice Get your travel agent to do some prices around the dates that you want to go, because I actually took that £2,600 down to £2,400 just by moving forward a couple of days. You're still getting your 14 days. If you don't haven't got the ties of children and your work situation allows you to do it, get your TA to just move around some dates and see where they can make it cheaper for you. For the Hyatt Place, you're looking at a high price of two and a half thousand, a low price of thirteen hundred. So again, avoid the holiday season. If we want to upgrade and go to Hard Rock, you're looking at £6,700. So it's about a £1,700 increase, but you'd expect that it's a much higher grade hotel. But again, if you look at the dates, that's £5,000 in October 
actually you can take it down to just over four thousand four hundred pounds by pushing the dates forward to a monday from a saturday interesting prices there my suggestion as ever as, as well as avoiding july and august may and october are always for me the better times to go because the weather's quite comfortable and the prices are better and things aren't as busy and i think you've had similar experiences kevin around when to go yeah definitely we we thought october was so much better price which is amazing really as we were there over halloween which I yeah. thought would have pushed the price up. But no, yeah, definitely. Definitely look to be not going at school times. Although when we were in October, that was the two-week half term. Yep. So, yeah, exactly. it's, it's surprising what you can get if you play around with those those dates. Get on to David and get him to do the hard work for you and just sit back and see what you can do. You've, you've got nothing to lose. He'll do all the hard work and you don't have to... Um, and, 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 and that's so that, that's that's so true um I, i'm a little bit of a data freak i've got a little spreadsheet in front of me this morning i went and did all the analysis and it's really interesting that if you know what you're doing you can tweak things uh if you can get into a travel agent shop then by all means do that i i, I always want people to get the best price and i've done some inquiries for people where actually i've told them to go and book direct on a company's website because they can get it cheaper than getting it through me uh, and that's all around around my ethics of making sure that the customers that I work with get the best price and I tell them I'm going to do that let's talk about two adults and two children now so so this is the family now we're gonna the kids are six and eight and we're gonna go again London Heathrow to Orlando go to Daytona Beach if you're going to stay at the Hyatt uh, two adults two children about six thousand four hundred pounds in April shove across to May you're down to four thousand pounds and then go across to the end of October, you're at £3,600. So you've gone down from 6400 to 3600 nearly half the price, just by shifting to the back end of the year. Still going to get great weather, still going to get great sunshine, but you're paying half the price. And if you want to treat yourself at Hard Rock, similar kind of thing, April is eight and a half thousand pounds go 24th of october five and a half thousand pounds so you're saving yourself three thousand pounds by shifting to a different time of the year uh, and and it nearly half surprises so as you'd expect you pay a little bit more to go to a better hotel but seriously i've looked at both of these they get great reviews do you know what the rooms don't look massively different in fact the rooms at the higher are bigger than the rooms at the hard rock but as ever you're paying for a brand and a vibe and if you're a family of four you may well want to stay not at a hard rock hotel you may want to stay at the higher because it looks like it's more family oriented as ever other hotels, other airlines, and everything else is available. Yeah, but that's a brand we we both know Hyatt, don't we? And we both know Hard Rock Cafe. So Hard Rock Hotel, sorry, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're like a brand that you can trust. You know, it's something that that we don't want to be sending people to something we don't have any clue on. No, absolutely. And again, one of the things I I always do with customers is I will, I will do the TripAdvisor search for them from my knowledge and experience can see that those reviews don't look right i will actually say to them I i'm not going to send you there i think you should look at this one 
So it's always about using decent brands. Now, again, as with everything, you can't guarantee anything because if I'm looking at reviews now and you're going in October, who knows what can change? But it's all about making sure that you're going to get a decent holiday to um, always have a car wherever I go because I like the flexibility. But with the likes of Uber and Lyft and all of the ride shares, you can definitely get away without one. You make your hotel on the beach your base and just hop to the places that you want to go. Uh, it's definitely something that you can choose whichever works for you. Yeah, I think the idea is that you've priced it up there for two weeks, but the majority of our listeners will be looking to add it as a week or a few days. So Absolutely. yeah, we can definitely tailor it to anybody's needs, really. And that's where David's comes in and shines. So get on to him. Let's get him. Let's get him working. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Uh, but it is, it, it's, it's, I'm, a, I'm one of these weird, weird kind of people that I love data. I love trying to get the best deals. I, I'm my happiest when I, when I was going through these and I managed to find just pushing it forward a couple of days, you know, took, took nearly a grand off the price. In fact, if you just go back to my prices again, you know, two adults, well, two adults, two children at the Hyatt place on the 22nd of October is 4,900. If you go on the 24th of October, it's 3,600. I've saved you 1,300 quid just by moving your holiday two days. And that's the kind of thing where you just have a discussion with work about your holidays and, and beg forgiveness from the school, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. that is the issue. You also mentioned about not going in the middle of July and August. You've got to remember that everybody from Florida and from the U.S., are off school holidays those months, certainly July. June and July are the school holidays in the US mainly. And you're going to get, or everybody's going to hit the beat. It's one of the cheapest places to go. So you're going to find that's very busy, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think so too. We, we know that the back end of August, things start to quieten down in the parks a bit. Yeah. Um, which is, but you've still got the heat, which is why I always say, as I say, October, May and October, the best times to go. It's quiet in the park. It's not that busy. And, and that's going to be reflected on the beach. And I didn't think of that, Kevin. You're absolutely right. Um, you do not want to go to the beaches when they're absolutely jam-packed. These are beautiful, beautiful beaches. Your hotels will more than likely have a allocated to them. But unlike places like Egypt and things like that, where beaches are private and there'll be security guards stopping you going on the beach or that part of the beach if you're not a hotel resident, these are open beaches, so anybody can go anywhere. If you want to go and have a quiet family time, pick, say, May, October time, great times to go, great temperature. Whatever time you go, though, don't forget the sunscreen. Don't forget the factor 50 for the kids because the Florida sun is merciless. And even if there's clouds, and I know this because I've done it, um, <laughs> you are going to end up being cherry red if you don't put stuff on, even if it's a cloudy day. And get those water shoes on, people, because <laughs> I've seen... I've seen people go swimming in the sea and not have water shoes on, step on an urchin or something like that and have terrible pain in their feet. I've also seen people sunburn the bases of their feet or their soles and that is not going to be comfortable. That's true. Whoever thinks about putting sun cream on the bottom of their feet uh, or even, even the front of their feet, people tend to stop when they get to the ankle, don't they? So we are just full of advice. Sun shoes and don't forget to put sun cream on your feet. Then burn absolutely better safe than sorry and and even in january february you're still going to be 22 23 24 25 degrees 
that's tropical for us in the UK. You know that on the island, you get that a lot of the time. Um, for those that don't know, Kev's on the Isle of Wight, and they do have sometimes a little bit of weather there. It's 22 to 25 degrees sun for us, will Christmas. So you're absolutely right to take that. We're cover up. We always literally apply it before we leave the room. And I mean, we're ultra sun, it's supposed to last all day, which is fantastic. And we've used it in the water parks. It's really good stuff. It's not cheap. But we, you put it on your cover yourself. Just make sure you're reapplying when you need to. I won't go anywhere where we, even in the UK, if we go down to the beach uh, in the summer, we take it with us. It's just not worth the the hassle afterwards, really. Absolutely, and and definitely as ever, when you've got youngsters, the stuff that you can put on once and it's done for the day is is really good. Um, we tend to, we always used to use P20, which is another one of yep. those brands. Other brands are available. Again, first thing in the morning, shower, dry, P20. Let it dry, get dressed, and you're covered for the day. Uh, it just makes things easier. But we would always take sun cream out with us just yep. in case we just never felt a little bit nev- of a tingle. I mean, that's another advantage to the now change to what the Walt Disney World theme parks, where that you can go through a you can go through metal detectors now, so you you don't have to unpack your bag. So chuck your your sunscreen in there, and away you go. Right, David, I think that's. That's full of information for us. Daytona Beach is definitely on my to-do list. Daytona International Speedway is, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to skip that. I'll be on the beach with a with a strawberry daiquiri or a Long Island iced tea, I think, while people are watching cars whizzing around. Okay. Thanks, then, people. I hope this has been useful. Thanks a lot, Dave. And I'll no speak to you again soon. See you soon. Cheers all. Bye-bye. Hi again, David here. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the ways that I can help you plan the best holiday ever. I own Disney for Brits, which is www.disney4brits.com. If you go onto that website, you'll see a number of things. We've got a shop where we're selling lots and lots of products, including my Disney Florida travel planning book, my magical Disney planner. There's also a number of other items that you can buy because I know lots of people that go to Florida love things from there and I bring them back and sell them. Also on there, you'll get access to my YouTube channel, which again is called Disney for Brits. And if you go on there, there's lots and lots of helpful advice and ideas on how to maximize your time, how things in America are different to they are in the UK and how you can just have a great holiday. I don't do news. I just do hints and tips and ideas. The final part on there is my travel agency, D4B Travel. D4B Travel specializes in Disney and Universal and Florida holidays, and you can contact me for anything to help you make your travel better. Alongside those, I also do cruises and can do pretty much everything you need for an amazing couples or family holiday, whether you're at the value end or at the deluxe end of the spectrum. Get in touch with me at david at disneyforbrits.com and I'll help you with anything you need with any of those items. If you want some advice and some guidance and you want to book your own holiday, by all means, go and do that. If you want to work with a qualified and proven travel agent that just doesn't know Disney, but pretty much is Disney, then I'm the person to help you. So go to www.disneyforbrits.com and see everything I offer. One final new item, I've just opened a shop on Facebook called My Florida Shopper. So search My Florida Shopper on Facebook and buy all the products and quality things you miss from Orlando and America at the very best prices. 